Sir, Mr. Call, but if you leave your name, number, and a brief message, I'll get back to you as possible. Thank you, number leader. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Bitch, I am sitting here at home. I have been texting the fuck out of you. You do not respond. I am recording. You are leaving me hanging. Get it to fucking gather. What else are you doing? Put the kid down, get on the phone, and call me back. Bye. So it has been three motherfucking days since we tried to call this bitch, and she did not answer the call. So you know what? We're going to try this bitch again. It is Monday. I ain't down for no motherfucking games, and we're going to see what the fuck her problem What up? It lives. Oh, no, the fuck you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, right. good morning, beautiful. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Black and blessed. You know, black mostly and blessed. Black. Yep, I got my coffee, sitting here drinking my black-ass coffee from my black-ass friend. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm brown. I ain't black. <laughs> How's your morning been? You know, outside looking at all the empty trees from the snow. (laughs) Oh, it's still cold over there? Well, it's becoming spring now, so it's chilly, a little wet, but it looks like all the snow is removing itself. So it's running down into like all the little ponds and rivers. Oh, yeah. Melting away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell everybody where you're at. I am in Missoula, Montana, where it's very beautiful. There's mountains surrounding you. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's very beautiful. I don't know about no mountain climbing. I don't think black people do that. <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's, it's beautiful out here, y'all. Don't know how I ended up here, but I'm here. So, do you want your real name out there? Baby, don't put my government name out there. I mean, like, what, or, like, you want me to call you London? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. No, I don't know who's looking for me. <laughs> so, this is my best friend, London. Um, we became friends <laughs> from work. We had a couple <laughs> run-ins featuring her baby junior, her little baby. Well, not so oh, baby. Yeah, not so baby. <laughs> <laughs> but the we became man. friends um, through work, actually. She popped up at the job, came from little Louisiana, and we popped up at the job. We worked at Walmart together, had a couple run-ins. I saw this bitch walking on the side of the road. I offered to pick her up. She said, hell nah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we ended up working on the same team together, and the rest was history. How long has it been now? Oh, my God. Since 2017. Yeah. So we're going on about six years now. First off. What? These motherfuckers rolled up on the side of me in the middle of the damn dark. Yeah, it was, it was like midnight. Offering me a damn ride. <laughs> Hell no, I wasn't getting in that damn car. I don't know what they was trying to do, sell me or take my cookie. I don't know. <laughs> Both of them. Take the cookie and then sell you. (laughs) (laughs) 
testing out the product. Yeah. <laughs> no, baby, you better put a down payment on this cow. Rate and review. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then all of a sudden we got transferred to the same team and the rest was history. She became my bestie, my ride or die. I know, we kind of clicked on day one. It was Yeah, immediate. No bad vibes. Kind of just went in. Yeah. And you know, everybody needs a black friend. <laughs> and every black person needs a gay Mexican friend. Right. <laughs> Slash white. I know. Yeah, I'm white, guys. You know, I, I kind of lost myself there for a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but, so. um, yeah, so that, yeah, she came straight from Louisiana and then moved down here to literally nowhere, showed up in Lamorne. Uh, right. <laughs> how was that transformation for you? It was, well, I didn't really, it wasn't really a bad transformation because I'm the one that get up and go, mm-hmm. leave everything behind and go. So I didn't really have a problem with adapting to where I was. And oh. it was, well, I guess it was a little lost because I didn't have any friends or family. Yeah. And I didn't really know anybody, so I didn't really know where to go or who to go to. Mm-hmm. But then I invested myself into a <laughs> sports trend, <laughs> the city bus, as we call it. <laughs> and I was on the go-go, baby. Couldn't stop me from nothing because I had me a bus ticket and we was gone. You went all three miles through Lamar. Yes, everywhere. <laughs> no, I ended up in the the Fresno area. Yeah, off that got you got off that Greyhound, huh? <laughs> and got lost. Yeah. Been on my way back. <laughs> Ended up in Fresno for about, uh, let's see, two nights trying to figure out how to get home. Luckily, a bus driver decided to teach me how to ride the bus to get Wait, home. Wait, so is this after you had already got off in Lemoore? Yeah. Oh, and then you caught the city bus and went to a whole different city. Yes. <laughs> and got lost. And, and that's about like a good 45 minutes away. Yes, it was. Did you and even know you were going to Fresno? No, I just got on the bus. Oh, you got on the bus and that thing just took off, huh? Didn't stop. Took off. Didn't know. <laughs> got off with other people, talking to people. On the, you know how I am. I get to talking to everybody. Yeah. Got off the bus, talking to people. Don't know who they was. Got off in a whole other part of town. Didn't know where I was. And was stuck there for two whole nights. Like hotel or bus station? Bus station. <laughs> just there. And then luckily, um, a bus driver decided to ask me, <laughs> was I homeless? And I go, no, I live in Lemoore. And I gave him my address. And he goes, I've been wondering what happened because you've been sitting here for two whole nights. And I decided to stop and see, was you okay? I was like, well, I'm lost. I know how to get back to where I am. And then he told me how to, what bus to ride to get back to where I was. He was probably like, I'm gonna let me help this child real quick. Right. She out here looking at hot pants. Let me help her out. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am, no prostitution at the station. <laughs> That's probably what he thought. No, he, he wasn't no, trying to help you, he was trying to see how much. Right. <laughs> he said, I got this whole bus. Shut up. <laughs> I never heard that story. I didn't know you got lost in Fresno. Yeah, I got lost in Fresno. You must have loved it because after them years of living in Hanford, you went straight back. Sure did. I sure did. But we didn't even, we, were we, did we live in Fresno that long? 
Uh, I want to say you guys lived in Fresno maybe like a year and a half. And then we moved up to that Clovis area. Yeah. Now, that area was, was pretty nice. Yeah. It was nice. There. I was born happy. in Clovis, apparently. But really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I can tell you now. Mm-hmm. Now, it, now it all comes back to me. That's what everybody says. As soon as they're like, where are you born? I was like, oh, I grew up in Hanford, but technically I was born in Clovis. And they go, mm. Exactly. We, we get it. Now we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the people there? Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is your, that is your yep. clan. Yep. <laughs> so how about when we first actually met in the break room? Yeah. What I said to you. <laughs> so we had just got um, transferred over to OGP, which is online grocery for Walmart. You know, we had that spark. Um, we just got, it had just started. So we got transferred over. They wanted to wake all of us heifers up to be up at 4 a.m. to be at work because people were lazy as fuck and could not get their groceries themselves. So we had to go pick them groceries and, you know, shop for everybody. So me and my lovely friend Monica, who also uh, got transferred to the team, we go into the break room to, you know, take a break because we hungry, we thirsty, we big bitches. And <laughs> little, you know, little black London sitting there and she was on the team, you know, we go and sit with her and I already was like, this bitch, I offered her a ride, she ain't want it. But, um. Oh yeah, she had she had a little good time looking at me. She loved me. She just couldn't help herself. Go on, tell us I what you did. Tell us what you did. <laughs> what it wasn't what I did, it was what I seen, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I did wanted to help myself. Little cutie with the dimples and shit was mm-hmm. looking all delicious to me. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, I shall do you and Monica <laughs> goes. Girl, he gay. <laughs> Shattered your dreams in like three words. <laughs> I go, you fucking lying. And you look at me with your smile, all your teeth chewing. goes, yeah, I am. Yes, I, go, I am, boo. So, <laughs> just shattered it. Uh-huh. I was like, all but, of a sudden, I walk I in, like, walk in looking all straight, and open my mouth, and I'm like, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> Childish. <laughs> I know. But no, and then we super clicked and we got super close and we had like amazing yeah. time. I loved that time. We did. Oh, we had some good when we was what happened on uh, for <laughs> Halloween when we came back to work we was the jumpers. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that was ratchet as fuck. We went to some ratchet ass house party out in the ghetto. So in Hanford has this thing called home gardens. You don't go there. You don't go there unless you slang it or bang it. <laughs> And unless you're slanging, I got them hands. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Me, little, you know, cutie gay boy, uh, rolling up there from some house party. That was not the biz. So I got invited to this ratchet ass house. We go, you know, desperate for a party, I guess. And we end up, uh, all of our job is there. It's literally turned into the Walmart party, which I guess is why it was in home gardens. Target parties must have been across town. And, yeah, we end up getting into it. Well, actually, Emmanuel gets into a fight with coworkers, and right, yeah, yeah, Emmanuel got into a fight with some coworkers. Us trying to defend him. Um, so then I'm like trying to defend him, and then people coming at me crazy, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I get beat up. I lay back and get fought. So then, you know, I got my bestie London there, and we all dressed up. We all looking cute, 
you know, everything like that. She had on her little, uh, what you what have What was on? I, cat? Yeah, you were a I cat. I think I was a cat. Mm-hmm. Half naked ass hanging out. Yeah, lashes <laughs> on and tail. everything. <laughs> <laughs> and there she goes trying to defend me. It turned into a whole ratchet ass mess. We ended up in dirt. Uh, I know. Bitch knocked off my lashes. <laughs> yeah, everything. Got my fucking lashes. It was a mess. My earrings got torn off. Um, safe to say nothing happened to Emmanuel. Nothing. Mm-hmm. We was looking at me and... It was fine and dandy. <laughs> me and Lyons was looking at a hot deal. Dirty bed, and that shit happened to him. Like, where were the fuck were you at in the middle of this? Exactly. We ended up okay, so he ended up us fighting one on one with like what three people. Yeah. Then extra people came in. We ended up in a fucking ball, like animals mating on the ground, rolling <laughs> in the dirt. Uh-huh. That's exactly how it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the fuck Manuel was at the time, oh, but we was in a ball exactly. with all these people on the ground, rolling in dirt. Mm-hmm. After it was all over with. Bitch didn't have no lashes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was hot. Cause my lashes. <laughs> and all he was worried about was my hat that on the floor. I need my hat. hat. This fucking that Halloween fucking hat. hat. Yeah. I was pissed about this fucking hat. Then the bitch jumped out the car while I was moving for a yeah, fucking hat. For the hat. Oh my god. Oh, that was a mess. That was fun, but it wasn't fun. But anyway, so the, and then these bitches that we were all fighting with were hella gangsta apparently and apparently. they they disappeared they didn't go back to work yeah, I, nothing so did, all of a sudden we were the two gays and the black girl that beat up some thugs <laughs> the chompers <laughs> yeah we went back to work like a hey, hey, shit happened uh-huh. nothing everybody knew about the story before we even told them. yeah I was like, still trying to figure out what happened and everybody else knew exactly because we was in the middle of the, the squall, and yeah. hell, we didn't even know what the fuck happened. But everybody else knew all the whole situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. The jumpers. That was funny. And it took them a good couple months to go back to work. Ex- yeah, they was missing for a while. Yeah. They was missing for a very long time. And then how about and then how about when they when all the departments and stuff got switched around? Um, one of them became Emmanuel's department manager. Oh, yeah. You had to work for him. Oh, shit. I'm like, look at God. Shit hits fans. All shit went hell. God was playing games. We had some good times. Mm -hmm. It was only, what, two times we ended up getting, like, something weird happen that night. And what that was, St. Patrick's Day, when Matthew jumped over the fucking gate thinking the police was after him. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't actually see that because I don't even know what I was doing, but. Well, you was on the dance floor dropping it like it's hot. Yes, I should. Yeah, uh, who that was? I don't know, was it your grandpa? Yeah, your grandpa was telling me I was pregnant by the milkman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you were pregnant. And yeah. Yeah, did the cops even show up? No. Matt. <laughs> Matthew just did hurdles over over the little white picket fence. Uh huh. <laughs> he flipped over the picket fence and he was gone down the street. Oh yeah, I remember do remember. Yeah, that was at my aunt's house. Yeah. Yeah, and we had went for the little St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day party. Yeah, little get together. And we had to go get it there because he just ran down the damn street. Yeah. Why did he think the cops showed up? I don't know. He was drunk. 
I have no fucking idea. I still don't know to this day. I don't know. <laughs> he changed his damn name and everything. I know. I was like, <laughs> what? That was funny. I don't know. They, I don't know. Your dad was had him fucked up. <laughs> and he was pouring them drinks for him just oh, like yeah, that. because Matthew's not a big drinker, but. No. And your dad was pouring him up. Oh, my dad said bet. Sure did. Mm. Pulled his ass up and he tapped out. That went crazy. <laughs> Remember um, your birthday at Monica's house when we all got oh, just... Oh, we was all fucked up and walked down the street to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were at Monica's house for your birthday, through your little birthday party, and then we all ended up, let's go to the club. And so, I had a little dress on. Yeah. I was pissed the side of the road. We all solidified. <laughs> yeah. And walked down, walked down to the club. Not even the club. This was like Little Mexico. We, were, we went to Cali Club, huh? Or where did we go? I don't know. It was some little bar. I, I don't was, know. It was some little bar down the street from Monica's house. Yeah, I think it was Cali Club. I don't know. We kind of walked a, a pretty little distance, too. Yeah. It was not down the street. Bitch, that I was like know, two miles. I know. I was full of them, them beers. Yeah. And I was pissing as I was walking. No draws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember you were wearing your little white dress. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No draws, cause Monica uh put my dress, my ass hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember uh, walking down to like Cali Club, and uh, yeah, I remember what well, I remember. I think Emmanuel and I had got into it or something about something, and then uh, you had heard that something was going down, and you walked running down the street. Oh, cause we didn't even get into the cake. Look, let's talk about these fucking cakes that I. <laughs> <laughs> that man, when I got back to work, the story was that I came running back, took the cake, and ran down the street with it. Because <laughs> we like some cake. <laughs> I was in love with the cake, and I ran down the street with mm-hmm. a bunch of I don't know how, but I did. London and I used to buy that little personal cake. Remember we bought that personal cake? Went back to your apartment, and we just said, get the forks. Oh, yeah. You go, you go into my Oh, let's cut it. Cut it. Bitch, let's get a fork. Eat this bitch. <laughs> and Matthew comes home. We in the middle of the school. We came home on what? Break or lunch? Yeah, I think it was, it was lunch. It was lunch. And we ate a whole fucking cake, y'all. Uh-huh. With a fucking fork. Mm-hmm. Being Just fat. some cake with some buttercream frosting. Yum. Not only did we eat that cake, a couple of days before that, uh, it was my honey's birthday. We ate his fucking cake, too. Yep, sure did. <laughs> Y'all didn't even give me a chance to eat the cake. Well, bitch, you was taking too long. <laughs> it was there a whole hour. What the fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. we should, oh, God. That's so my, how about you and man? You're calling me on my birthday eating the cake. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Like, what the fuck? Hey, <laughs> They video chat me and tell me happy birthday with a cake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anytime, cake. I'm over at Google. I'm over there, uh, face on Facebook, looking at all my friends. Whose birthday is it today? Why can't I buy a cake? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know the person. You know, you know, we do that just because. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a cake in a while. Been... I can't believe we had some really good times though. We did. I know Although... this bitch. This bitch took off. She went from Louisiana to Lamore to Fresno to Clovis to where'd you go? Idaho. No, we went to Texas. Texas, yeah, Texas. So then went to Ulysses, Texas, and then... Uh, it's Ulysses. Is it Ulysses? Ulysses. I was not telling no, everybody Ulysses. my best friend lives in Ulysses. It's Ulysses. Oh, Ulysses, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you live yes, in Texas. Okay, so go ahead and tell me about your time in Texas. So Texas, okay. So when we moved to Texas, we ended up in a something called Burleson. Ended up in a uh. And y'all drove trailer. to Texas, huh? We did. Mm-hmm. We ended up in a trailer with uh my my mother-in-law and her husband, and it was hot. We moved in the middle of the heat. Right. It's pretty hot in that trailer. It was pretty toasty. You know, I don't do the heat very well. I got to have a fan, my air AC on or something popping. But it was pretty hot. But it was nice in that little area. So I ended up getting transferred from Walmart. <clears throat> Can't never believe fucking Walmart because I'm stuck there. Hmm. So anybody go work for Walmart, yeah, it's stuck there. And ended up leaving there, moving to Euless. We got an apartment in Euless. It was pretty nice. The apartment was laid. It was a really nice apartment. Ended up the damn apartment complex people or whatever you call them raised the rent. No, you know my ass ain't rich. I'm broke, broke. <laughs> they raised this bitch about two hundred dollars a month. I was like, oh hell to the no. So we end up leaving up, moving in again with his mom because they live a couple of hours, like four and a half hours away from where we live at. Moved with her in this little small town called Granddad. Now. I don't know no grandbaby. I ain't never heard nothing about it. But literally, as soon as I went to this place and went to work for this Walmart, I met this little lady there, little white lady, cool as fuck, instantly told me to my case that, huh, I can't believe you moved here. And I go, wow. Because ain't no damn black people here. Now, she said, bitch, you dark. Ain't no black people live here. People here don't like black folks. I go, you know, that's old news, you know what I mean? And me thinking like, you know, they're, you know, that's old. That was when I was growing up, people were talking about like, like black people crazy. Didn't believe it. Then it started dunning on me. Bitch, one line, I was the only black motherfucker working at that fucking Walmart. <laughs> Literally. One no black customers. I was the only little black guy working at that fucking Walmart. Did everybody stare at you? Yes. A lot of people stared. A lot of older people didn't want me to. T- I was in a bakery in Delhi. A lot of older people didn't want me to touch their stuff. So it was some racist shit going on. Okay? And so that's so sad people, in like today's day and age that that stuff still happens. You know what I mean? Like people don't. You that's stuff like you hear about like in history books or like reading about you know for, or like old stories from older people and stuff like that. But no, that stuff still still goes on. I may not be paid attention to a lot anymore, but that stuff still happens every day. Yes, every day. And I'm going to tell you that if you're black, you better not go to no fucking grandparents. <laughs> I ended up, we stayed there for, what, six, maybe six months? Mm-hmm. I ended up getting sick really bad. I ended up getting um, what you call spinal meningitis. I didn't know I had that at the time. I ended up at this little small clinic out there. And this is when racism hit real hard at the time. Like, it's when it hit me hard. I went to this clinic looking for help. Now, professionally, you're entitled to help whoever. This is your job. This is what you do. Yeah. White doctor didn't touch me. Didn't even want to come near me. Nurses didn't touch me. Didn't care. Sent me home with like three fucking prescriptions, not knowing what my diagnosis was. Just sent me home with some antibodies. What are you giving me antibodies for? What are you treating? Yeah. You don't know my diagnosis. So I went home. With that whole experience, half dying. 
Now, by this time, I'm getting sicker by the second. So I'm laying in bed, half dying, getting sicker. My mother-in-law, which is white, decided on herself to pick me up, carry me to the car, put me in the car, and take me to Fort Worth. Take and how, me to and Fort how far, Worth, how far was that? About, oh, my God. It was an hour and something drive. Now, I'm sick. I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, losing conscious in the car already. And she's driving me. We went to, I don't remember the name of the hospital, but it was an emergency room in Fort Worth. And she went in there. The people asking me these questions. Now, we already went there before. So we've been there twice. So this is my second time. My mother-in-law, I didn't know she had it in her, stood up. She said, I'm not leaving this motherfucking place until one of y'all motherfuckers help us. We ain't leaving this bitch. <laughs> the black came out of her. Uh-huh. I don't know what's happening. It was draining but out. I, it was draining out of you, and she was picking it up. I swear to God, by this time, the second time we went, by this time I couldn't talk. Uh-huh. So she was my voice. I couldn't talk. I was in a wheelchair. Couldn't move. Couldn't say anything. And she was my voice. Yeah. And I swear to God, people went to attention. Everybody and their motherfucking ass over there trying to help me. Trying yep. to touch me. That white lady, that face. white lady spoke and everybody got woke. And three seconds, I mean, not even three seconds. I mean, it happened so fast. I was in the, they put me in the room so fast. They gave me a spinal tap, which they stick this needle and drain the fluid out of your spinal cord. And it came back in less than two seconds that I was fully blown with spinal meningitis. Mm-hmm. Now. So what exactly is that, spinal meningitis? It is when there is fluid on the brain set, like the brain stem, uh-huh. my neck, my back was still, I was paralyzed. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And it is like pressure on the brain. So it's fluid in the brain. They talking about the worst headache you had in your life. Uh-huh. I was ready to die. I was ready to chop off my own fucking head. Uh-huh. That's one headache you can never in your life get rid of. I don't care how many pills you take. You would never get rid of that headache. Nobody, no pain, unless you ever in your life experience spinal meningitis. You would never know pain. I told, I, when I started talking, I told the doctor, he goes, how are you feeling? How was your experience? I would rather push out six more kids, six more kids, than experience that. Yeah. And before I even got to the hospital, I was like, and you know the man told me, he said, I'm so glad you finally got here. Because any longer, you probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah. So I say this today, that Granberry, damn near killed me mm-hmm. over some, it's just shit, over some racist shit. Yeah. Racist. Because when I came out of that little clinic, all, then I noticed that it was full of white people. <laughs> <laughs> I was standing there sweating, bucking, hurting, crying because yeah. I'm hurting so bad. And they all staring at me, the little kids in there moving their little chairs back and the nurses looking at me and like, bitch, just check me out and let's go. It was a horrible experience and it was just, you know, like you said, you just can't believe that shit like this is still happening. Yeah. And how long did and you have it, to stay in the hospital? Oh my God. I was in a hospital for like almost two, three weeks to recover. Yeah. Because of the, and then it didn't, and most people end up with a lot of nerve damage. I didn't end up with that bad. It 
did damage my hearing and messed up my eyesight. Most people get nerve damage. I didn't experience any nerve damage, but one um, side of my ear, it, one, I should say one ear, is slightly deaf. I can hear little, little sounds on one side, but everything on the other side, on my right side, is very loud because of my left side has slight hearing on it. Yeah. So on my right side, is very loud. My left eye, it has this little, you know, twitch going on, you know. So you blind <laughs> deaf and you apparent and you sometimes short circuit. Yes. You're almost, you're almost like the, you like this close to just being like the black Helen Keller. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but it, it was not a good experience. And yeah. I never in my life, if somebody would have told me tomorrow that I would have experienced what I would experience, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. And it happens so quick, huh? One day you're just normal and the next day you're not. Yeah. And it happened just like that. One day I was at work making cake orders and then all of a sudden I felt ill. Like I got chills. I couldn't get warm. It was so bad. I was in the freaking oven. Mm -hmm. I like stood in the middle of the oven because it was, I was so cold yeah. and I could not get warm. And in the oven, I think it just made it worse. And I was like, I can't take it anymore. And that's how I ended up in that fucking clinic. It was so bad to where I ended up had to talk to a shrink. I was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of like depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And um, you know, I've never in my life ever experienced depression or anxiety. Yeah. I didn't get that depression when I had my kid. You know, yeah. I was prepared for that. Yeah, a lot of people say hospital stays kids. like when you're sick and healing and stuff like that can. I was very I felt I felt alone because nobody could see me. But my mother-in-law, you know, thank God she didn't leave my side at all. She did not leave my side. She goes, I already had it before. So if I get it again, the hell. She did not leave my side. And I don't know if it was mental, but when she even went to the bathroom, I felt that's when the depression started hitting. If she left the room for get me water or something, I felt like a little child being left alone. Yeah. With no parent. It was horrible. I wouldn't want nobody to experience that. So I want to say if anybody is depressed, getting depressed, get help. Because help is out there and it does help you. Yeah. And it may not seem that big of a deal, like the depression or anxiety, but that stuff gets worse. It did. Worse. At the beginning, it did not. I swear. At the, at the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, I feel sad here. Then the next day, I'm like, happy. But then it got worse. I decided that I wanted to end myself when I know in my right mind, back in my head, that was not me. You know? Yeah. I was not me. But depression will take it out of you. And sometimes you don't even know you're depressed. You don't know you're, you're mentally stressed. Your body goes through a stressful situation, which causes the mind to your mind tells you stuff to do to yourself. It's not you. It's your mind playing tricks on you. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to end my life. I got in my car. <laughs> Let me tell you what I did. Mm -hmm. So, in Granbury, there is this little, they got like this, I don't know, it's a lake or whatever it is. Yeah. A large body of water, I should say. And there's a little bridge on it. 
And I decided to late at night, get in my car, not thinking, just my mind telling me what to do. Get in my car, no yeah. shoes, no nothing. I didn't even know if I had clothes on. I think I just had drawers and a white feet on. Who knows? I got in my car and I ended up right there on that bridge. Luckily, there was this guy in a pickup truck. I guess, I don't know if he was going that direction or whatever. He ended up behind me. So I uh, pull over to the bridge. I get out of the car. <laughs> Car's still on. I get out of the car. And I'm just standing there, like, on top of my hood of my car, just standing there. And it's, I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. This guy walks up, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. He goes, you're going to do what? I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump. I'm going to do it. And he's talking to me, telling me not to do it, asking me questions about myself. Like, do you have a family? Is anybody I can call? It's like, now, this is in the middle of the night, so everybody in my house sleep. Mm-hmm. Matthew's not paying attention. So Matthew don't even know this story. So if you ever hear this broadcast, he's going to be <laughs> highly upset. <laughs> For y'all who don't know Matthew, her baby daddy, her man, her boo. Yeah, that is my knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just swept you up quick. All of a yeah. sudden, she was my bestie, and all of a sudden, she had a man. I heard... Oh, oh God. Wait, wait, we got to talk about that story. Yeah. Okay, so continue your story, <laughs> and then we're going to get on about how, how you got taketh. <laughs> so, yes, this man talked to me, talked me down, and I told him my whole life story out here for about three and a half hours on this car talking to some random-ass person. Don't know who he was. Never, ever seen this person ever again so was it a garden angel i don't fucking know and how far away is this from your house it's about 25 maybe yeah about 25 up the street but it was pitch dark no driving and this person just i didn't see anybody behind me because when you you in a depression moment you think of suicide your mind is blank yeah you don't see anything past that and if so, and people talking to you, you, you don't see nothing. You don't hear nothing. You don't see nothing. And for him to talk me out of that, that was a blessing. So never seen that person ever again. Yeah. Or his truck. So it disappeared. I went one way. The truck went the other way and it disappeared. And, and you know how you look at your, look in your river mirror to see stuff behind you? Yeah. It was nothing else behind me. That was it. It like magically disappeared, literally, him in the trunk. Yeah. But let's talk about Matthew. Yeah. So shift when to, shift in the convo. Let's talk about her baby yeah. daddy. <laughs> so London and I were besties. She was like all independent woman, you know, living in her little apartment and stuff like that. All of a sudden, she's like, I thought this was like a one night stand hookup kind of thing. And tell us what happened. Yes, this is how we thought it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, <laughs> I met, okay, I say I met this guy on the internet. So we was internet buddies. And we linked up, got to talking, hitting it off real good or whatever. And I came back to work and I was telling you about it and Manuel goes, let me see a picture of it. <laughs> so at the time, Matthew had like these little face tattoos. <laughs> and he goes, oh, he's some kind of gangster or jailbird. Yeah, he was looking real thug. <laughs> <laughs> so now I met him in 
the end of November, guys. Not like November 17th or something. It was right before Thanksgiving. I decided to go off with this man to his family house and strawberry for Christmas. Now, I ain't know nothing about him, and I just magically invited myself to these people's house for Christmas. Now, around this time, this movie came out called Get Out. <laughs> you, that you remember that? Yeah, I remember that movie. <laughs> yep. So, this movie came out. Our friend Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> lovely Felicia. Yes, lovely. Our friend Felicia, swear to God, that that was going to happen to me. So her and Elias decided that they needed pictures of him, his ID, his driver <laughs> license. I need the picture of his car. I need a license plate and where the address you're going to. Everything. And why did I give him all this information? <laughs> because that movie, no. Get Out, came. And we were like, yeah, the movie did you I, not oh see this movie? Did you not even see the trailer to this movie? This is real. This is happening. And so, this, <laughs> and so we ended up going to his family house. Okay, so Felicia calls me, and I didn't answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I did answer. She left me this long-ass message talking about, I hope you ain't dead, because you know what that movie says when we go <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. So that's how we did it. And here it is now, six and a half years yet later, we have a three-year-old. A beautiful three-year-old. Yeah, my little man that runs everybody that comes in the house like he owns it. And other than that, it's been smooth sailing from here. Yeah, just living life. Although we tried to, although we tried to get him to join in with us as they hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> Could not hang. Oh gosh, that was pretty much our life story. Not that I All can think of. We had good times. Yeah, the best time in the OGP area when we yeah. thought we was from Africa. I know we ran that bitch. Yeah, we thought we was from Africa, so we wanted to make up our own language. Oh yeah, Lennon was <laughs> clicking. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Knucklehead, a pork chop? Yeah. <laughs> That was fun. Our team was just good, though. Everybody kind of got along. Everybody was kind of clicked up in their different ways, but nobody messed with anybody. No. You know, we had okay management for a little bit, you know. And Except for us trying to uh, <laughs> trying to get Amber not to fool with the produce area. Oh, yeah. Like, girl, <laughs> keep them legs closed. That food over there expired. You stay out that produce. Nah. Right. <laughs> she didn't listen. That bitch didn't listen. Nope. Did not listen. Mm-hmm. Didn't come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are good times. I I miss those times with the people. I do not miss the job. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I miss, don't. I guess I miss. I miss that. I miss that job. I don't miss. I don't like. I don't like. I didn't like working for that company. But right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, let me see. How do you want to say this? Walmart has the a tendency to get you in, get you all butter up, promise you all these, all this miracle work and all this money, and 
They don't tell you all the other shit, how you get stuck in this bitch, and then you try to get a new job, but nobody wants to pay you the amount that they're paying you. Yeah. So you get stuck. Yeah, you're stuck it's, there forever. It's the and then you end up here, like me, was supposed to be working there for a couple, you know, a year or so to get on my feet, get my partner. I remember you when I met you, you were like, yeah, I just picked up this little job at Walmart just so I can be here maybe a couple of years, get myself together and move on. Fucking six years later, uh-huh. still fucking one. <laughs> yep. I am about to be moving on to some bigger and better, hopefully. Yeah. So Walmart has been great. I loved all the the chaos. Yeah. All the sweet dreams that everybody told me about. <laughs> <laughs> right. All the other people drama I listened to. All the drama I interacted in. That's some good drama. That was good tea. I'm not saying Walmart's not a good place to work. No. I'm saying it's Walmart a place set, for Walmart set me up. Walmart taught me so much about working. Walmart Walmart taught me so yes. much about how be how to be a good employee, a good manager. They gave right. me a good work ethic. Right, therefore. Yeah, it was just a lot of drama within the peers, within co-workers. Right, but, and I don't know, not one Walmart that don't have it. Yeah, it's, it's just, and, it's, and, it's in the spark. Right, and there you go, it's in there. It's in the spark. <laughs> but they did teach and, me really good work ethic, and they did set me up really well for, you know, the jobs that I ended up doing afterwards. Right, That yes, they will do that. And I tell you, all Walmart is the same. Yeah. No one can tell me different because I've been to, I have been to six of them, and they're all the fucking same, yeah. all the same goddamn drama. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sleeping with somebody's man. Mm-hmm. All the same drama. Every Walmart I've been to. Everybody's partying together. Everybody's drinking together. Everybody's sleeping with each other. Mm-hmm. You go in married. You ain't leaving married. There you go. That's your losing. If you ain't married, you're gonna be married when you get out. That's why I was so, I was, Emanu and I went through some shit working at Walmart. Yes, we did. We got hired at Walmart. We worked there together five years. And we, uh, by the, when we got hired there, we were working same exact team, same exact, basically departments. We had the Mm -hmm. same, same days off, same schedule. We were 24 seven. There was rumors up the yin yang about us. There was drama. They really put us in for a ride with that one in our relationship. Yeah. And then we ended up, we were still together when we left Walmart. And we, you know, we got through it, but that was rough. It was. But we made some great friends. Like, literally, you know, my best friends, like, came from working there, you know? Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of grew, though. We all started off, you know, with our own problems in life, got hired at Walmart, and then, you know, got promotions from there promotions after that mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that and some of us left some of us stayed but we're none of us are in the same spot you know everybody started from the bottom and just kept going up yep 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 but I, in my personal opinion walmart is built for retirement yeah <laughs> <laughs> retired people yeah veterans and high school kids yeah I'm not saying it's not a good place to work. Walmart is supposed to be somebody's start and somebody else's end. Okay, so when I was pregnant, I was in, in, before I got pregnant. Mm -hmm. So this was before you could actually see belly popping. (laughs) And, uh uh, belly popping out. I had all in my head what I was going to do, all the stuff I was going to do while I was pregnant so I didn't get scratch marks and 
uh, and I'll have what I was weight I was gonna lose. Bitch got pregnant, bitch got fat. <laughs> the end. Uh-huh. That's exactly what happened. But pregnancy was. Yeah, I say you had a rough pregnancy. Let's talk about the beginning first. Yeah. We had a, we got pregnant before we had Junior. Uh-huh. Junior is my son now. Yeah. And we had a miscarriage, which is a horrible experience. Some people just, you know, go get abortion and keep kicking and they're all right. My dumb ass decided that I wasn't going to have no miscarriage. I wasn't going to keep, this baby was not going to die today. But the baby inside of me told me a different story. The bitch died. Yeah. And <laughs> I decided to hold on to it, the baby, the dead baby. And because I read something online, say, because at the beginning, my water broke early. Yeah. At about 16 weeks. So my water broke. And I read online <laughs> that if you drink lots and lots of water, it'll, <laughs> it'll restore your fluids for your, you know, for your baby, to yeah. carry your baby. So I'm over here down, and I mean fucking gallons of water, not knowing that too many gallons of water can fucking drown your ass. So my dumb ass killing myself and the baby already dead, so I'm just in the midst of dying. So here I am, don't want to give up this baby that's already been deceased. Now it's, it's time to get it out of me, so I can't take the pill to push it out. So I had to get a DNC when they go and scrape it out because I decided to hold on to it. At the time of holding on to it and you have a dead cell inside of you, it gets in your bloodstream called infection. So at the time that happened, I ended up with an infection. So at the time of the DNC, I ended up hemorrhaging. So I ended up pretty much dying on the table. All because I decided I wanted to keep a baby that was already gone to heaven. So I'm killing myself for something that I can just have again. And I know some people probably like, oh my gosh, why is she talking like that? I'm a different type of breed. I was cut from a different fabric. As we all were. Yes, some people get sentimental about it and some don't. And I am not sentimental about it. It was either take this baby out or I die or I die with it. And I wasn't taking me out. So it has to go. Bye, bitch. So we had a DNC in November of was it 2018? Yes, 2018. Yeah, so November 2018, I had a DC to get rid of the old one. Come 2019 of March, I was pregnant with my son now. Yeah. So, if don't nobody know, if you have an abortion, if you have a DNC, you're fertile. So, if you're back door and have sex, you're going to get pregnant. Yeah. Point blank period. They tell you that when they finish doing whatever they do. They go, well, you're very fertile, so if you're not thinking about having no kids, please use protection. Yeah. Okay. We decided we wanted to have a kid, and that's what fucking happened. Junior was in there. Went back to the doctor to find out. I didn't know I was pregnant with Junior. Yeah. I ended up transferring to that other Walmart in Clovis. I got really sick and passed out at work. Call Matthew took me to the doctor. I go, congratulations, Miss London. I go, go fucking what? <laughs> I go, you are three months pregnant. I said, that's fucking impossible. Cause I just lost the baby. I was fucking just got to scrape it out. What the fuck? He was in there hiding or something? Where the fuck he came from? I said, uh, I told the doctor, are you sure you got the right person? Not that I wasn't happy that I was pregnant. I was shocked that I was pregnant because 
I just, not too long got out of the hospital, like, what, two months ago from dying. Because you came and visited me, remember? Yeah. Matthew was like, there's no fucking way. I was like, well, it is what it is. Watch this one or do you not? Right. And everybody <laughs> telling him, are you sure that's your baby? Well, who the fuck baby is going to be? <laughs> and you know everybody's story. He the only one I ever been with. <laughs> I ain't been with nobody else. You know you the father. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I told him the whole time. I was like, if you want a DNA test, you go right ahead because I ain't paying for bitch. Tell your mama to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And if and if your daddy got something to say, tell him he can come pay half of it. Okay, so pregnant with Junior. After the DNC, your cervix becomes very weakened. Yeah. So I wasn't going to be able to carry my son without help the whole nine months. So I had what you call a cerclage. Now, if nobody knows what that is, it's when they go inside of you through the bajayjay and they close off your cervix. They close it up with a, mm, I guess they call it fishing net, fishing, whatever, fishing line. And they tie it up for you so you can carry the baby and it won't, and it won't break. So I don't have an early miscarriage. So they tie that up, and when it's time to have him, they go in and they clip it. Now, I was under anesthesia when I got that. I fucking hate anesthesia. I'd rather take the pain of them cutting and dicing me, because when you come out of that shit, you like throwing up for no damn reason. you like woozy, and you feel like you've been spinning for eternity. It was horrible. But anywho, after that, I ended up having to go on bed rest. Because I decided to tell my doctor that my fucking feet was hurting and walking. And I couldn't stand that long because my feet kept swelling. So she decided to tell me, you ain't going back to work until after you have your kid. So I got to, I missed out on all the belly rubs, all the chicken nuggets in my pocket. So I didn't get to experience what a lot of other people got to experience. A lot of people don't like the belly rub. I, for one, was one of those people that loved to be touched. Touch me. You know, random people, like when we go to the, when we was going to the store, random people were rubbing my belly. I liked it. And Matthew got all jealous because I had a lot of attention. Moving on to the time of having this kid. Now, remember I said you have to get the surclage to cut out. So they had to clip the, the string in order for your, for you to have contractions. Yeah. So he went in and he clipped the string. Hurts like motherfucker. Come on, you're going to feel pressure. There wasn't no fucking pressure that I thought about. It hurt. <laughs> hurt like a bitch. Anywho, he clipped that. And he go, okay, we're going to give you something to speed up your contraction. Now, they don't tell you what to expect when they speed up. This shit damn near killed me. Junior was kicking my ass, tearing up my inside. It hurted so bad. Then they come in there and they say, oh, I'm going to give you something to take the edge off. They gave me something to take your edge off. Oh, that's when I got the cussing. I told Matthew, don't fucking touch me. Don't fucking look at me. <laughs> they gave me something to take the edge off. It did not do a goddamn thing. It made it worse. Oh, so now I'm in this room, the delivery room, getting ready to have Junior. So the doctor goes in and my water wasn't breaking because I'm on my back now because I can't break my water. So he goes in, he breaks the water. That's the weirdest feeling ever when they break your water. It's like a gushing. It's not like peeing on yourself. It's like something just falling out of you, like yuck. Yeah. So they break my water, 
And I'm thinking, okay, I could do this. Oh, but no, Sister Gary. That shit was, oh God, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt so bad. I was like, oh, please make it stop. Please make it stop. But I was just whining and telling it make it stop. <laughs> so they came to that with Sperpidor and put this needle in my back. Now, this supposed to cause the pain to Eddie. Yeah. Which it does. And you're supposed to only feel like pressure or whatever. Now, by this time, I'm thinking I'm too bad. Maybe it's bag and a half in with this stuff. And Junior still ain't come out. He decided he wanted to stay in this bitch. So the nurse told me. He said, hell no. Yeah, he was not ready. I hear what's going on out there. He was not ready to come out. So the nurse goes in, stick a damn ohm up in there and check me and see where he at. This motherfucker decided to turn sunny side up. So she goes in again and tries to turn him. That hurts. I don't care what y'all say. That epidermis does not do a goddamn thing for me. Pressure, fuck a pressure. This shit hurt. This shit hurt like hell. So she's turning and turning and turning. Then now, at the time, now this time, she goes, when you feel like you have to poop, it's time to push. I said, well, I got a shit now. Then what? <laughs> she goes, well, we need to start pushing. So my first push, I shit myself. Literally. <laughs> I felt it come out. They lied to me. I go, did I just shit myself? I felt it. She yeah. goes, of course not. Then what the fuck you wiping up then, bitch? <laughs> you better and my be wiping up my fucking baby me. then. Yeah, my sister-in-law on the side of me. So I'm like, no, you didn't poop. You didn't poop. And I'm like, bitch, you lying too. So all this time I'm trying to push out this kid and I'm shitting myself. So make sure y'all shit before you push your baby out. Because you will poop. You're like, was that the baby? Right. You will poop. No, I was pushing for about three and a half hours before Junior decided to pop out. Then, his head came out a little bit. Matthew goes, I see the head. I see the hair. I keep pushing. Keep pushing. And I'm like, I am fucking pushing. So I'm pushing Junior out. His little big ass head is stuck in the canal for a little while. So now I got to push extra hard and hold because by this time he's losing oxygen because it's stuck there. That's the hardest part to get out. Those damn shoulders. <laughs> Once you push that thing out and try to pull, and he pulls the he pulled the baby out by the head. Junior was so long. I swear to God, he came out in the letter C. So that's what we got today, folks. Thurs Thursday, little London Bridge, and yeah, we talk about our friendship. We talk about her weed. We talk about her baby, we talk about her pregnancy, and we talk about all the hoism that led to her pregnancy. Yeah, that's Lil London. Say say hey London. Hey y'all. And we will definitely catch up with her more often next time. And you know, pretty when her baby gets to talking to get to tell some stories, he's gonna tell us how she really is. He's gonna say, Hell no, nah, she ain't do that. Nah. <laughs> that is not how she is at home. She ain't got no hair on right now. She lying. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll catch y'all next time. Uh, go ahead and go to the Sipsy's Instagram for the dumb fucks I can't spell. Like every fucking week, it's S-I-B-S-T-I-E-S. Uh, follow the Instagram. Like all the pictures and all that nonsense. Email me at cancelme at sipsies.com. Give me all of your topics, questions, concerns. Like I said, 
We don't give a fuck about your concerns, but shoot an email anyways. We'll see what we can do. Go follow the new Sipsty's Facebook page. Um, yeah, listen to it on all music outlets. Download, follow, rate, review, listen. Don't even listen. I don't give a fuck. Just play it. And we'll see y'all next Thursday. Thursday. Say holla, London. Peace out, homies.